0: Have you ever been knocked down and found it hard to get up? Have you ever been knocked down and bounced back to come back even stronger? Hi, I'm Gaurav Bhagat and you can call me GB. And welcome to the Smash bashed yet not dashed podcast. A fortnightly podcast where I speak about persistence, perseverance and overcoming the odds to come out ahead. Welcome to episode 6. I call this one The Speculator. I want to start today's podcast with a story. And this story will take you back to the autumn of 2010. The announcer walked up to the centre of the floor and made an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the final table of the main event of the Indian Poker Championships 2010. It was a star-studded lineup with some of the finest poker players in the country, all on the final table of the main event, on one of India's best casinos on a boat in Goa. As I raised my glass of champagne, I couldn't even believe I was there. After all, I hardly played poker and here I was, up against the best. A little over an hour later, things were going well and I was looking good to finish in the money. I looked at my cards, an ace and a jack of diamonds. Not bad, not bad at all. The flop, which is the next three cards, opened on the table and it had an ace of spades, a jack of clubs and a ten of hearts. Amazing. With the top two pair, I was surely winning this. My opponent had limped in and we had roughly the same amount of money behind us. There were just the two of us in this hand. I looked at my opponent He had a solid poker face, but he was breathing hard, and I had a feeling I had him beat. I looked at my stack, and with both my hands, I moved all my chips, all in. And smiled when Samir said, I call, surely I had him beat. Much to my surprise, he flipped over two tens, and with another 10 supporting him, it looked bad for me already. The next two cards that came did nothing for me. And he had me beat. I was in shock. After 12 hours on a poker table, I had been eliminated on the bubble. The only position that finishes without winning anything. Life on the poker table can sometimes be cruel. So I call this episode The Speculator. How does the dictionary define the term Speculator? A speculator is a person who is willing to take a risk and sacrifice something in return for potentially larger gains. Sometimes speculators are even considered to be gamblers. Would you agree? But I ask you, aren't we all gamblers? When we first went out on a date, wasn't it a gamble? When we first had two job offers and we picked one over the other, wasn't it a gamble? When we started a business, wasn't it a gamble? When we venture out in the days of COVID, isn't it a gamble? When we took the advice of a financial planner or a consultant and put our money somewhere where they asked us to, wasn't it a gamble? Then why, I ask you, is it that only someone sitting on a poker table in Las Vegas, Goa or Macau is considered to be a speculator? Then why is it someone who trades in the stock market and makes or loses a fortune in the battle of the bulls and bears considered to be a speculator? We must face the facts. We are all speculators and the only difference is the degree to which we have the risk-taking ability. Have you ever thought about what increased or diminished your risk-taking ability in life? When we were kids, like I mean really, really small, like perhaps one, two or three years old, we were probably all equally fearless. I say probably because I know certain infants would have had different levels of oxytocin that would determine their response to fear and anxiety. But let's talk about that a little later. For now, let's just assume that we were all big risk takers, exploring our boundaries between the ages of one to three, falling off beds, bumping our heads, and doing all sorts of things that gave many parents a lot of grief. Then something probably happened along the way and our risk-taking ability probably changed. Perhaps it was inputs from a parent or a caregiver that said, Don't do this or you'll get hurt, or don't do that, or you'll get burnt. There was one line in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s that parents used a lot on their kids, and it went something like this. Soja bete soja. It's Literal translation is go to sleep else Gabbar Singh will come for you. It was a dialogue from the iconic Indian movie Shole, in which the villain Gabbar Singh tells his motley crew on how mothers invoke fear in the minds of their children using his name when children didn't sleep or didn't listen. How many of you have used a similar dialogue on your children Or have it had used on you? I can almost see you smiling. You have, haven't you? As we grew up a little more, the risk-taking ability further reduced. Basis input from a teacher or a tutor that said study and secure high marks or else. Don't stop conforming from what is acceptable behavior. Don't deviate from the norm or else you will account to nothing in life. And just like that, many of us got a little more fearful, a little more risk-averse and just complied. However, there were others who said, you know what, normal is boring and I will go out there and take my chances. Sure, the odds may not be in my favour, but let me take a gamble on it. Did all of them succeed? You can bet, oops, there goes the gambler in me. Okay, you can be assured that many of them didn't. And when they did fail, they had a gallery of people saying, I told you so. Who asked you to go out and get all ambitious and go down that route? I told you you will fail. I told you you will fall. And on and on and on. And then, with their heads hung low, they put the speculator, the risk taker, in them to rest, And just got back to living a risk-averse life. Why am I talking about risk today? Because the world needs more risk-takers. People who despite their upbringing and beliefs need to step out and try something that's bold. Something new. Something that could potentially disrupt their industry, profession or life. Something that could change the world or at least their world. Now before you all start putting in your papers at work, let me say this can happen even at the places you work. As much as it could happen as an entrepreneur. Once you have your potentially game-changing idea, put it down on paper and then present it to your management. To your bosses to your board on why you feel this is a potential disruptor and why you think this path should be pursued what's the worst that could happen you'll get a no if so ask why ask why not go back to the drawing board rework the plan and represent it if it's still a no and it's just not making sense, then by all means, explore your options. The thing is, first, just ask. I think too many people just don't ask enough. I know till a few years ago, I used to be very wary of asking for things, and I totally feel that was a big mistake. It is probably a book from Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen called The Aladdin Factor that really did change things for me when it came to asking. Also, when it comes to taking a gamble, I don't only mean take some risks at work and your professional life, but also look at the other important areas of your life. The above could also happen in your personal lives. How about looking at your relationships, relationships with your parents, with your kids, with your spouse, with your significant others, with that person that you wanted to be with. Have you ever thought about taking a gamble and just telling them how you really feel and what you want from them? Sure, it's a risk and it could either pay off or you could lose it all. But at least you will know. And for me, that's just great. How about something on the mental front? On learning that skill you've always wanted to, but just kept putting it off. Taking up singing. Taking up bungee jumping. Confronting your fear of rejection and learning sales. Okay, I had to put that in there. You all do know that I'm one of the country's best sales trainers, right? So yes, even on the mental front, take a risk and learn something new. Even though some people may ridicule you for it initially, eventually they will come around and applaud you. Who knows, maybe even join you. Now how cool would that be? How about something on the physical or health front? Starting up that sport that you always wanted to, started running, started yoga, anything that you've been putting off because you just felt the time wasn't right. Well, let me just say this. Today is Sunday the 1st of November 2020 and it's a great day to start. Just do it. How about taking that holiday that you always wanted to? Buying that thing that you always wanted? Having that meal that you've always wanted to? A lot of really successful and happy people that I've met in life just do exactly what I did on the poker table in Goa. They go all in. They give their heart, their soul and their energy to what they believe in. They commit 100%. Yes, they don't succeed every time, but at least they tried. And it's always better to have tried and failed than never having tried at all. I also wonder if risk-taking ability is also something that is genetic. I know when it came to the races, my grandmother, Jagjeet Bhagat, even had a box at the Calcutta race course. And she was there pretty often in the 60s and 70s. My dad, Gega Bhagat, is legendary when it comes to bridge and the card playing circles of Delhi and the Delhi Golf Club. In fact, the joke always was that him and his gang would have spent more time at the card room than even at home sleeping. He's 73 now and hardly ever, ever missed a daily game except for maybe during the two months of the lockdown in 2020. Now that is passion and also so cool. And the cool part is that it has hardly ever affected his ability to work and raise a good family. Who says you can't have it all? Being a speculator also has its negative connotations. Just look at historical and mythological references. In India, the infamous dice game between Yudhishthira and Duryodhan, where the latter won everything that Yudhishthira had and even led to the great Mahabharata, the battle between the Kauravas and the Pandavas. And I'm sure that story is etched in every child's mind. Also, there are references in Greek mythology where three gods, Zeus, Poseidon and Hades, played a game of dice. And Zeus won and got the heavens. Poseidon got the seas and Hades, on losing, was sent to the underworld. Now, these stories and references have passed down several thousand years, so the negative connotations are understandable. Then on the flip side, you had instances in cult movies like the 1987 hit Wall Street starring Michael Douglas, where Gordon Gekko makes statements like The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Or when he goes, you're walking around blind with a cane, pal. A fool and his money are lucky enough to be together In the first place. And the last gecko quote from the movie? Don't run when you lose, don't run when it hurts. It's like first grade. No one likes a crybaby. I ask you do you also think that some people are luckier than others? I know we always say things like the harder I work, the luckier I get, but are some people really luckier than others? I mean, is luck like a pyramid when you have some people at the top of the pyramid? A very few elite set of people who truly have the Midas touch and everything they touch turns to gold. And then you have many at the bottom of the pyramid where everything they touch turns to dust. Think about it. Why is it that some people have amazing luck in real estate, the stock market, the card tables and the others just suck at it? I know my dad would talk about one of his friends who was just so lucky on the tables that everyone refused to play with him. In fact, the only way, the only way he could get others to play with him is if he started with a handicap. By that, I mean he would tell everyone on the table That you are all, let's say, 10,000 rupees plus and I'm rupees 40,000 down. A few hours later, everyone else was down and he was up. And this happened for him every day. Every day without fail. Until he couldn't even get people to play with him with the handicap. He, of course, was a very successful businessman as well. So truly one of the luckiest people that I've ever heard of. Have you ever heard or known of any such people? Think about it. I'm sure there's someone who comes to mind. Then there are the rest of us. Every time, every time I would lament about a bad beat or bad luck, you know, somewhere in a business transaction, the stock market or a poker game in some casino around the world. Murnalini, my lovely wife, always smiled and said, Gaurav, maybe you're not meant to have it that easy. Maybe not so easy just as yet. Maybe your time hasn't come. Maybe there is something better in store for you. Easy for her to say. She's just so lucky when it comes to investing in real estate, the stock market, even on a blackjack table in London. And of course, with the person she landed as her husband. The other day, a friend and I were discussing about another friend who's always in the money on everything that she does. Maybe for some people, even their names have a role to play when it comes to luck. No points in guessing her name. Well, it's money, written as M-A-N-I, but pronounced as M-O-N-E-Y. Probably the reason why many people change their names, add a few letters here and there. Nothing against it. Just don't see myself going down that path. The things people try to change their luck is amazing and astounding. When times aren't good and luck isn't favourable, people try everything, right? The thing is, if you're towards the middle or the lower end of the pyramid you're going to have to put in the hustle, put in the hard work. That's the only way you'll get things to work for you. If you're on the higher end of the pyramid of luck, you could perhaps do a little less and still get away with it and succeed. As for me, my mantra has always been go big or go home. If you're going to do something, go all the way or don't do it at all. As I record this on Sunday, the 1st of November, 2020, a song plays in the background and it's from a group called Chamba Wamba. you probably heard it too. And the lyrics go, I get knocked down and I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. That, ladies and gentlemen, is also the motivation behind this podcast and my upcoming book. In life, we will be smashed, we will be bashed, but we will not be dashed. By the way, if you're wondering why is the book not out yet? It's because the last six months have made me relook at a lot of things. And the book, when it's out early next year, will be less of a brand building piece and more of something that impacts the life of its readers. At least, I hope it will be. Until then, you will always have me and the fortnightly podcast. Do share this episode and the podcast series with anyone who you feel should be listening in and could be helped. I would really appreciate that. Stay safe, everyone, and take the occasional risk. I'm sure eventually the odds will be in your favor and the payouts will be huge. And remember, I don't only mean in work. This is Gaurav Bhagat signing off. Until next time.